Grab your Bibles, we're going to look in Mark chapter 1. We're finishing up the um, sermon series this morning on Jesus and, and Mr. Rogers. And uh, we want to look in Mark 1, 35-35. Uh, so as you're turning there, just a, a word about where we're going next week. We're finishing up this sermon series today. Uh, I did a sermon series last year that uh, generated a, a lot of, of interest because uh, we talked about uh, that doesn't mean what you think it means. And we looked at several passages in the in the Bible where... A lot of people think, okay, well, this means, you know, X. Uh, like we looked at the passage where it says, uh, where it, uh, it talks about the lion will lay down with the lamb and, and that kind of stuff. And um, and we, we talked about how in, in all those passages, we went through, I don't know, six or seven passages, um, that, uh, that when you actually get into the Bible, what people say that means is not at all what it means. We're going to do that again for about five weeks. And next week is going to be, we've all heard, um, the, the passage, uh, eye has not seen uh, nor ear heard the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. That is almost always used in the wrong way. Uh, what, the, what it actually means is something completely different than the way that most people use it. So we're going to get into that passage next week and then a few more in the, in the weeks to come. So it should be really interesting. I'm looking forward uh, to getting into that. This morning we want to finish this, the sermon series about uh, Jesus is not Mr. Rogers and talking about uh, the, the way that Jesus actually lived his life. And we're going to finish this morning. This is a, a subject that a lot of us struggle with. And so I, I think, hopefully as we get into it, hopefully it'll be helpful this morning. Mark chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out them. This is the word of the Lord. If you have your sermon outline, we're going to start this morning with... Um, with one of the struggles that a lot of us have, which is we spend a lot of time trying to please people. We spend a lot of time trying to please people. Um, we want our friend. We want to please our friends so that they'll like us and so that we'll be included. We, we want to please our boss so that we can get a promotion. Uh, we want to please our family uh, so that they'll be impressed with us. We even a lot of times want to please ourselves so that uh, we can get the things that we want in life. And so so much of our lives is spent pleasing people. Um, and, um, and as we think about that, we want to look at this passage this morning. Where there's a number of passages I want to reference, but I really want to look at this passage because it, it brings out something about who Christ was. And again, going back to the, the Mr. Rogers uh, analogy, you know, in, in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, you know, it seems like everything that Mr. Rogers does, you know, pleases folks. He, he's never, nobody's ever angry at him. Nobody's ever upset with him. Um, and as we think about the, the reality of how many of us want to please people because we want those positive things back, the problem we get into um, is that a lot of times that desire to please people gets in the way of our relationship with God. And we don't end up going the direction that we should, which is exactly where we want to go next. And that's this. Those goals of pleasing people are not always terrible, but they're not the best. Those goals of, uh, are not always terrible, 
but they're not the best. Um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have friends. There's nothing wrong with, with working in a way where our boss is satisfied with us. We want our, our families to love us. But we want to look at the several passages that are, that are listed under that first point. In a, in a lot of ways, oftentimes, we put God second, third, fourth, fifth behind wanting to please those around us. Uh, some examples, if you, and we're not going to flip all these passages, but in the in the passage above, or in the listing above, there lists Ephesians chapter four and verse fifteen. Um, when we think about our friends and wanting them to like us, Ephesians, I said four. Ephesians, yeah, Ephesians four fifteen. Um, we're told there to speak the truth in love, and there are times when, in order to be the, the believer that I need to be, I need to say something that's difficult to a, a friend and let them know maybe they're going in the wrong direction or, or maybe I have concern about something in their life, and yet I may not obey that in what God is asking me to do in speaking the truth in love because I want people to like me. And so I disobey the commandment of God in order to try to please people. Another example there is um, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24 when um, he talks about you can't love God and money. Um, we need to be careful when it comes to, to uh, finances and pleasing our boss and promotions at work that we don't put the pursuit of money and the pursuit of, of having uh, the, the finances that we want ahead of pleasing God. You cannot serve God and money. We have to make sure that God is the God of our lives and not the pursuit of money being the God of our lives. Another passage that is worth thinking about is... Um, is Matthew chapter four uh, with regard to he who loves, or Matthew chapter ten? I'm sorry, with regard to he who loves father, mother, son, or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Even though we are to love our families, we are to love God more. I've I've heard people say before, and this sounds really good, but at the end of the day, it's not true. They'll say, "My highest priority is my children." Your highest priority needs to be your God, Jesus. Heavenly, your Heavenly Father, they need to be your highest priority because if we make, and this often happens, if we make our kids you know, our highest priority, that'll end up affecting so much of the rest of our lives and we will not live out our lives before God the way that we need to. It is essential that we, especially while our kids are in our house, that we live out before them, not a life where they're our most important thing and we elevate them above all, but they need to see us living out a life where we are putting God first in our lives. Where we are putting Jesus first in our lives so they know what that looks like. So that as they go forward and try to follow God in their own lives, they've seen a model of what that looks like as we go forward. I remember when I was in seminary, there was a, another student that I was talking to. His name was Joseph. And he had come over from Africa to, um, to, to study at the seminary down in Louisville. And we were talking to him one day and, you know, he was from a poor situation and had, had, was able to come over, but he was not in a situation where he could fly back on a regular basis. And so as I was talking to him, you know, one day he said, well, you know, I've, I've flown here. It's a two-year program. He said, I will not see, he said, I, I won't get to see my family for two years because I've come here to study so that I can be a minister and go back and, and pastor my people there. And, and as somebody who, you know, I was thinking, you know, we went home, we were in Louisville and our family was in Huntington. We went home like every other weekend to see them. Um, and I thought, what a sacrifice. 
to be willing to be away from your family for two years because that's what you feel like God is calling you to do in order to be the pastor that, that you feel like God is calling you to do. But it goes to what Matthew 10 says there, where we're not to love our families more than, um, uh, more than God. And so we need to lift up God as being the, the one that we love above all else. And so as we think about that, that leads us to the third thing, and that's the goal that we need to have in our lives. The higher goal is this. God expects Christians to live for His purposes. God expects Christians to live for His purposes. So I want to look at this passage um, here in Matthew chapter, or I'm sorry, in Mark chapter 1. So let's go back to verse 35. We talk about, let's talk, before we talk about us living for God's purposes, let's talk about Jesus living for God's purposes. As he was living for his Father's purposes. Um, verse 35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So Jesus would go off by himself and pray because he wanted to have that close connection with his Heavenly Father and he knew he needed time alone with his Heavenly Father to bring that about. So this isn't part of the sermon this morning, but if Jesus needed time alone with his Heavenly Father to make that connection, how much more do we need time alone with our Heavenly Father in order to make that connection. So we need to make that a regular priority that we have time alone away from everybody else, away from the TV, sometime somewhere we can be silent with God in order to have that time alone with Him. And so Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where He prayed. So Jesus is off. He is, he is communing with His Heavenly Father. He's getting the instruction that He needs for what the day holds to make sure that He is doing the things that God wants Him to do. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. What an opportunity for Jesus to please people. All these people, they wanted him. They wanted to, to listen to what he had to say. They wanted to talk to him. They wanted to hear his instruction. Um, there was a ton of people that wanted his presence and it was a great opportunity here to say, well, you know, if he'd gone in a different direction, he said, well, I want to make everybody happy, so let's go. And he could have gone back and, and talked to them because they wanted to talk to him. Everyone is looking for you. It wasn't just one or two people. There's a huge crowd that want to look that are looking for him and want to spend time with him. But look at what Jesus says. And 38 goes back to 35. Jesus replies, he's going to say something different than going over and talking to everybody. And I think it goes back to verse 35. Jesus had spent time with His Heavenly Father. He knew what His Heavenly Father was asking Him to do. And so it wasn't like He was being rude, like, no, no, I don't like those people. I want to go do something else. But Jesus was listening to His Heavenly Father, and He knew He was supposed to do what His Heavenly Father was asking Him to do. What's He say? 38. Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. Here's the key phrase. That is why I've Jesus knew the purposes of God for his life. Let me say that again because it's really important. Jesus knew the purposes of God for his life. And in his case, it was to go throughout the whole area because yes, it was great spending time with these people over here and they loved him and they wanted to know more, but there were towns and towns and towns and towns that had never heard the good news before. And Jesus said, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there. That is why I've come. 
Jesus was called by His Heavenly Father to go from town to town to town to preach the good news so that people could hear the good news of what God was bringing about through the kingdom of God. And so Jesus has this moment here where Simon and the others come and say, listen, all these people want to hear you. All these people want... Everybody's looking for you. Come over and talk. And there was an opportunity for him to please Simon and his companions and all the people. But at the same time, he knew his heavenly Father was calling him to do something else. To go and to preach to all these other places so that they could hear the good news as well. And Jesus had a choice in this moment. Am I going to please all these people? Or am I going to please my heavenly Father? And within our lives, in, in all the ways and many others that we talked about earlier, th there, are these, there are these moments that we face every day where I have a choice. I can please the people around me or I can please my Heavenly Father. And we have to make sure that we are focused in on what God has called us to do because if we don't know the purposes of God for our lives, if we haven't spent time alone with Him, if we don't know the direction He's calling, we can get wrapped up in doing what pleases everybody else and not even realize that we're not doing the purposes of God for our lives. And in fact, even as we do that, we can look around and be like, I'm, I think I'm living a pretty good life because everybody seems happy with me. Everybody seems pleased with me. Everybody seems to, to give me a thumbs up and say that I'm doing well. But here's the problem. If I get to the end of my life, Everybody looks at my life and says, great job, you did awesome. But then I stand before Jesus and He says, you did not do what I asked you to do. I have failed in life. It's an easy example to go back. You all have heard this before, but you know, I wanted to and a lot of other people thought, you know, I, I wanted to pursue law and do that. And if I, I could have done that and people could have said, man, Jim's doing a great job as a lawyer, I could have pleased other people and pleased myself and pleased my family and everybody would have been happy with me, except that was not God's will for my life. And when I stood before Jesus someday, He would not have said, great job doing all that stuff. He would have said, you did not do what I asked you to do. I had a purpose for your life and you went in another direction and I'm not pleased with what you did because I had a purpose for your life. And within our lives, many of us are so focused on making everybody happy. We're so focused on pleasing the people around us that we're ignoring what God is calling us to do. And I don't mean that He's calling you to, to go off to Africa and be a missionary or that He's calling you. I'm talking about the small things. Like, we see a friend who's making bad decisions. And, and we're worried about him and we feel convicted about it and we want to say something. And we feel like God's leading us to say something but we're scared they won't like us. And so in that moment, I refuse to do the thing that God is calling me to do because I'm more interested in pleasing people than I am in doing the will of God. As we look at this passage and we see how Jesus is obeying the will of the Father, we need to recognize that that's what He calls us to do as well. There's a um, there's a great story from the uh, from centuries ago. David Livingstone was a missionary and and he was uh, on the mission field in this very remote area. And some of his supporters back home they wanted to send him. There were some men that wanted to come 
and, and support the, the mission there, to support what he was doing. And so they sent him a letter uh, that was delivered, and they said, we want to we wanna send some men to support you. Are there, are there now roads to get to where you're at? And David Livingstone sent a message back and said, if you only have men that want to come help me, if there's roads to get here, I don't want them. I want men who will come even if there are not roads to get here. Men that were so focused on doing God's will and accomplishing His purpose and getting to where God wanted them to be that nothing was going to stand in their way. And we today oftentimes end up just kind of, well, you know, I'll do God's will if it's convenient, but we're not going to do it if, if anybody's going to be mad at us. And we need to be people who say that I want what God wants for my life. I want to please God. I want to do what He desires for my life above all other things. I want to honor Him and I want to please Him. And I'm not trying to make people mad. I don't want to have anybody mad at me. But if I have to choose between pleasing God and pleasing people, I'm going to choose to please God. Now, that leads us to the next thing. The crux of the problem is this. We've been over this, but let's say it specifically. Is This is where it leads. You cannot please God and everyone else. Too. You cannot please God and everyone else. Too. Why is that? Because we've kind of talked about the decisions we often make, but here's why you cannot do both at the same time. The majority of the people around us are running after the things of the world, and their priorities of other world are of the world. We talked earlier about when Bill came up, you know, following Jesus is smart. And one of the reasons that it is countercultural, and one of the reasons it takes you in unexpected directions, is because the wisdom of Jesus goes in a very different direction than the wisdom of the world. And if I choose to forgive my enemies, that's going to put me in a very different place than the retribution that the world tells me that I should have. If I say I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God, that puts me in a very different place than saying you need to hoard as much wealth as you can. The, the wisdom of Christ points in a very different direction than the world does. And so we need to decide if we are going to follow God and know that if I choose to follow people, if I choose to want everybody to be happy with me, I cannot do that and at the same time please God because the directions that they will point us are opposite directions. The ways of the world are going to point us in one path and the ways of Christ are going to point us in the other path. And so if I say, well, Jim, I appreciate what you're saying and I, and I hear what you're saying and, and I understand I need to please God, but I'm going to do both. I'm going to, to make everybody happy with me because I hate having anybody mad at me and at the same time I'm going to please God. And the reality is that is impossible. You just can't do it because the things people are going to ask of you and the priorities they're going to put forward and the things that they're going to say you should do are at the end of the day in so many situations going to be wildly different than what God wants you to do. And so we have to make a choice. Going back to what Jesus did here, we have to make a choice and say, the thing that I want to do is the thing that Christ is calling me to do. Uh, Doug Fields uh is a well was a youth pastor years ago at, at Saddleback Church out in California, and he was somebody. He was a pastor, but he was he, he wanted everybody to like him. And um, and the, the ministry he, he remembers one weekend in particular had a great weekend. Took a bunch of kids to a, a retreat and went really well. A lot of impact. But when he got back, um, there were two things. One was uh, some of the vans got parked in the wrong place, and 
And so one of the other people in the church was complaining to him about that. They hadn't done that right. And then one of the parents called and was upset about one of the little details that had happened that weekend. And so he comes off this weekend and like great God had moved in a great way and, and the kids had really been, been revived in, in their, in their spiritual lives. And he comes back and two people are unhappy with him. And he said he just sat in his office and was completely depressed because, you know, even though all that had happened, he couldn't go back to what God had done. He was so focused on the fact that two people were unhappy with him. And as he said, as he was sitting there, he was on the verge of tears. He said he heard the still small voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to him and saying, you've got to rest in me. You've got to find your contentment in me. Because if you're going to spend your whole life trying to make everybody else happy and find your contentment from that, you're never going to be content. And Doug said that was a turning point for him. But a lot of us are still there. We, we want to somehow hold on to both and when we try to do the thing for God and somebody gets mad at us, we can't rejoice in the thing of God because we're so bothered by somebody being mad. Um, where does that all lead us? It leads us here. You can know what God's purposes are for your life if you seek Him. You can know what God's purposes are for your life if you seek Him. So there's two choices we need to make this morning. Number one is what I just said. And that is, will I choose to pursue the things of God over the things of making everybody happy? Will I make that my higher priority? And then the second thing, for those that are new and here this morning, it's important to know, going back to what we talked about in the children's sermon, that you can know the purposes of God. The Bible has been given to us so that we can understand what God is calling us to, what He wants out of our lives, the direction we can go. And so we don't have to stand back and say, I, I wish I could do God's will, but I don't know where He's leading. I don't know what He wants out of our lives. We have been given the Word of God so that we can know God's purposes for our lives. And so as we understand that, we can know it and go forward just like Jesus did. Going back to Mark chapter 1, verse 38. Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. We can know the purpose for our lives in God we can know what He wants out of our lives for, from God. We can know the direction He's leading us from God. All those things are possible through the Word that God has given us, but we have to want that. You have to desire to know what God wants for you. And if your desire instead is to pursue the things of the world and to pursue you know, wanting people to be happy with you, then you're never going to find out the purposes of God. We have to reach that point where we say, I want beyond pleasing my friends, beyond pleasing my family, beyond pleasing my boss, even beyond pleasing myself, the thing I want most is to please God with my life. Let's pray. Father, this is a hard one for a lot of us because it is... It's so deep in us to want to make everybody happy. And it bothers us so much when somebody's mad at us or somebody's unhappy with what we've done. 
But I pray, Father, this morning that that we may see that we have been called to honor You. That we have been called to please You. That we've been called to follow You. And I pray this morning, Father, that we would want that above all other things. Father, Help us to make the main thing the main thing. I pray in Jesus' name.